This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You're listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently from Jen Duplessis, America's Mortgage Mastery Mentor with over 37 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Jen has been mentoring loan officers and realtors for over 15 years and speaking on stages across the globe. So settle in and get ready as Jen and her guests share their experience passion, and strategies to help you crack the top producer code to reach new heights in your business. And now, here's your host, Jen Duplessis, Mortgage Mastery Mentor and Head Chick in Charge of Kinetic Spark Consulting. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to this episode of Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. Today, our guest is I'm going to say his formal name and then we'll go to the more, you know, uh, fun name, but Gustavo Munoz Castro probably screwed that up, but I want pretty much there, pretty much there, but he goes by Gus. So that makes it really easy for Jen, right? Because my name is very complicated too. So I want to welcome you to our show today. Thanks for taking time. With this? Yeah. Oh, thank you for having me here, Jen. Appreciate it. And also a person with a fellow funny last name, I feel identified. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me get let me give everyone a quick bio on you so that they understand what our topic is today. Uh, because we're gonna be talking about really for me, it's conversion. It's lead generation, but it's also conversion. And I think that's 100%. a you know big thing. In fact, I was actually going to because I have a pair of binoculars, because people just tend to have their binoculars on, always looking for new leads. And sometimes, and that's good, yes. But sometimes if you just converted a little more of what you have, you would get more business in, right? We already know that. So let me tell you a little bit about this, Gus, for short, to make everybody's life easier, right? Originally from Mexico, he's a former Microsoft senior engineer turned real estate agent turned inside sales guru. And since 2015, he runs one of the largest inside sales teams for real estate in North America with 65 agents strong, making you know over 50,000 outbound calls a day. His team sets about 100 appointments with buyers and sellers every single day, mostly from Facebook leads. He runs a seven-figure business and they have over 600 plus active clients. Now, I mentioned buyers and sellers, but you're also calling for loan officers to right. have conversations with realtors and right. other partners, and you're calling clients on behalf of the loan officers as well. So we want to talk about that, but you're super passionate about helping business owners be successful through online marketing and lead follow-up, key, 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 team building, sales scripts, online conversion, and so much more. So I'm glad that you had a somewhat of a career in real estate, right? So you certainly understand how everyone feels. Those that are listening in are generally mortgage loan officers and a handful. I don't know what a handful means. We've got a little over 65,000 subscribers, so I don't know what that means. So we have realtors on here as well, and obviously small business people. So we just want to be aware of you know our complete dynamic of our audience here as we're talking here today. But 
I know that you solved some problems and I know right now, let's talk about where we are right now with COVID and what's happened to the mortgage industry and the real estate industry, you know, and the fact that interest rates have lowered, people are moving and shaking and everybody seems busy. There's a handful that aren't, but those that are really busy um, are overloaded. So let's talk about some of those struggles that they have and what you're experiencing from your clients as they come to you. Yeah, that's a great question, Jen, because I think it's different right now, right? Than it was six months ago when this whole thing kind of started. The country went under lockdown. The lockdown was an eye-opening thing for me because the last time I saw something like a market shift like this was 2008. And I was at Microsoft. I was an engineer. My wife was a licensed agent and she was rookie of the year in yeah. 2008 by closing eight deals. Right? Yeah, closed I eight know. Deals became like <laughs> one of the top performing agents in her office because she was doing anything yeah. at all, right? So, you know, it's kind of a funny situation. It reminded me of that a little bit because we didn't know what was going to happen. But compared to 2008, this time it happened fast. 2008, I remember, it was like about a, six months to a year before we realized how bad the situation really was going to get. Yeah. And with COVID, it felt like it was weeks of, oh, yeah. what is this? Oh, we're locking down. Oh, you know, real estate, I'm prohibited from practicing real estate in my state. I'm not, and so on and so forth, right? So right, right. a lot of things happened. It was very, very quick. What I saw after the lockdowns, and especially once we started seeing that there was some of the lockdowns would be lifted, it wouldn't be permanent, it wouldn't be right. months and months of locking down, people that adapted, Jen, right? Yeah. Folks that didn't stop making calls, that didn't stop going on Facebook, that didn't stop doing those little activities, mm-hmm. they were able to hit the ground running May, June, and July, and are having some of the best years on record. At the same time, people went out of business. Yeah, People stopped talking to buyers. People stopped taking on loans. Some of my clients shut down and they haven't picked it back up. So at the same time, people went bust. People are having the best year ever. It's 2020, right? Strange things are definitely happening. (laughs) Well, I think 2021 is going to be that way too. Unfortunately, I think we're going (laughs) to... I mean, maybe it's part of the new normal, right? So I think the only thing that's going to be consistent is we got to be adaptable. We've got to keep our ear to the market. And what I told people, I started going live on Facebook every day, starting in the middle of March, telling my clients, telling my sphere, the realtors, loan officers, and investors that follow me, I said, whatever happens, do not stop calling your database. Do not stop posting on Facebook. Do not change the tone. Don't be tone deaf to what's going on. Be a resource, help people, change the message, but do not go silent and put things up. And I'm under lockdown now. Lockdown doesn't prohibit you from making a phone call or right. from going online or from going right. live on Facebook. Right. So whoever is able yeah, to- Yeah, because you're out in California. Gym, you guys just went back on lockdown. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's by county, right? So every yeah. county is either at like a red stage or like orange or yellow. And yeah. again, these are huge things, right? right? And every well, state you know, is different. Right. And, and honestly, this is what I've been kind of preaching to everybody since COVID happened, because I've been through seven of these different market shifts, right? In my career in mortgage lending over 35 years. And, and yes, this is unique, but it's not unique in the sense that, you know, rates drop and everybody's really busy or everyone's not busy, right? It doesn't matter. It's how you react, like you're saying, how you react to everything. And that's been something I've been preaching is, you know, I'm concerned about the short-term gain for the long-term pain, because if we take ourselves back to exactly a year ago, everyone was, woe is me. I don't know where a business is going to come from. Things are starting to slow down. What do I do? Should I stay in this business? That was the conversation with everybody. Yeah. And that will come back again. I promise. Rates are not guaranteed to be low for the rest of our lives. 
that's going to change. We will come out of COVID. It'll be different, but we're still going to come out of COVID. And the foundation that people have established is going to be the key and should have already established it anyway, because you think you're making a lot of money now. There's a ton of money that you've left on the table because you didn't have systems put into place and the foundation from the get-go. And here we are now where everyone's just overwhelmed with calls, et cetera. I have a client that said, I'm not taking any more refinances, period, end of story. I'm passing them on. Another client that said, I'm not talking to anybody whose credit score is less than 700, which is a problem, but she's just like, I can't do it because I can't get them through my system. So the last thing they want to hear is you and I talking about, hey, let's do more business. Make those calls. Don't stop calling. (laughs) When people come to you, Jen, I get it, right? People are coming. You're too busy handling your inbound requests or inbound clients. Forget about prospecting, forget about promoting leads. And also, Jen, I'd love to see what you think about this. Whenever we see these spikes in refi activity, people have to be careful with that, right? Because you know the market has taught us that those tend to be temporary spikes. They have a limited lifespan. And I see loan officers will go all in into that. One of the big mortgage teams that I worked with out of Seattle, you know, the Touche team, they had like the refi guy. They were so busy with refis. This was a few years ago. They had the refi guy. And yeah. then, you know, when the refis went down, the refi guy, you know, didn't have the network. They didn't have the realtor right. base to continue their business, that referral recommendation. They didn't have the prospecting base. Refi guy was in trouble. So you don't want to be in that situation. Yeah. Balance. And I can actually tell you that, I mean, I coach realtors too. And if you're a loan officer and you haven't reached out to your realtor during this period of time, good luck. Because I know if I were a realtor, I would say you didn't have any interest in calling me during this entire period of COVID because you had your nose to the grind on the refis making hay while the sun shines. And now I don't have time for you. And I think the same thing for your clients. When you're not calling your clients, someone else is. Guaranteed the servicers calling them. So you worked hard to get that in the beginning. Why not continue to develop that relationship? So Yeah, I think that is super key is that everyone drops everything. And again, I'm really concerned for what will happen on the backside of this. Everyone's jumping into the market. I'm seeing a lot of realtors too, or a lot of realtors getting their licenses is saying, oh, it's going to be great. I'm going to be great. But if you don't have that foundation, again, getting back to that foundation, what's going to happen is that we're going to lose a lot of people. And a lot of people are going to say, great, good riddance, let them go. They weren't surviving anyway. I get that. But the people that are left standing, they're going to be good and it's going to be very competitive. So setting yourself up for success right now is super critical. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, 100%, Jen. And you're right. When these events happen, I I agree with you. The people that tend to be left standing are the most adaptable. They have the most grit. It's a combination of things. They diversify their business. They're able to keep their expenses low. All of those things come into play when these events happen because the world doesn't end. You know, people still buy and sell homes. Even back in April and May, people were buying and selling homes. People didn't believe me when I showed, look at your MLS. How many homes are listed today? Oh, it's not zero. Yes, exactly. Right. So get your unfair share of that business. And more are coming on the market because my neighbors actually just put their house, well, this weekend it'll be on the market and we're going, oh my gosh, when did that come up? And they were like, you know, we figured we would just take advantage, you know. So let's talk about the things that you do. You help loan officers and realtors generate more leads. So we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because yeah. they may not want that. And set more appointments and you do live transfers. So, you know, that's a lead generating mechanism, you know. And so for people who don't have enough leads, that's one thing. For people who don't have enough appointments, that's another. 
And for those that have too much business happening right now, that's another opportunity. Am I correct on that particular point yeah, or not? You're correct in that description. And I think one of the folks, I mean, if you have too much business, I mean, power to you, that's great. Like, power to you. A lot of people are in that kind of situation. It's the season, it's the yeah. market. It's a great time, Jen, to fill your pipeline with people that not immediate business, right? So again, we work a lot with Facebook. One of the big complaints, one of the pushback I see from people using Facebook is, oh, this person's six months out because I can't work with this person. Yeah, that's annuity income. Yeah. We had tw- yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, it's annuity income. I'm not, what's the other one I've heard? I'm not, you know, a groundhog. I can't wait until February for that to find out what's going on. A lot of those things. Well, guess what? Right now, having people in that pipeline for the spring, for next summer, is you know might not be a bad thing. If it's not going to be always now business, that's not the terrible thing. Out of 100 Facebook leads, you should expect to have 10 quality conversations. 10 out of 100, typically. Yeah, yeah. Typically. and, and the you rest know, of the truly, folks- That's one per de- you know, one more deal per month. And in that one more deal per month, you know, could be anywhere from 40,000 or so for a loan officer, all the way up to 75, 80,000 for a real estate agent. So you know, that's silly that you wouldn't even consider having that in your repertoire. And here's the thing, you know, from the loan officer perspective, I mean, what are you going to do when you've refinanced everybody into two and seven eights? Exactly. I mean, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. The market moves fast on refis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're a company then Power ISA, which is inside sales agent. That's what an ISA is, an inside sales agent. You do telemarketing on behalf of your clients. So let's just say that I'm a loan officer. We'll talk about a couple of different scenarios, but I'm a loan officer and I just got into the business or I got into the business in January because that's when a lot of people make that change, right? Right now, people are making a lot of change. And I was like, yeah, 2020 is going to be great. I'm finally a loan officer. I'm finally going to make a whole bunch of money. And then poof, COVID happens. They don't have a database. They don't have any of that. I mean, they've been on Facebook, but they haven't really been in the capacity of a loan officer. They don't know how to sell themselves. And I hear a lot of people going, well, I just tell them about my products, which is just silly, but another podcast, Um, (laughs) another podcast. (laughs) But, you know, so here I am this loan officer and I'm kind of struggling, you know, and I'm looking around everybody around me is kicking butt because they had these big not pipelines, but they had a database, maybe. They've been around for a while. And so just by attrition, they're doing a ton of business. And here I am twiddling my thumbs and struggling. I can't get realtors to call me because they're busy or they're pouting because they're in the same boat, right? So what is it that you do that you can help me accomplish? Yeah. So really great scenario, Jen. It's a really good one. It's a very realistic one right now because of the market that we're in. So loan officers, you know, and we talked earlier about, hey, I see loan officers, they have a huge opportunity, particularly in Facebook. The reason being loan officers, again, we love your take on this, but sometimes loan officers can be a little bit, uh, you know, they are secondary to the agent. They can tie themselves to the agent. When there isn't any agent business or agents are busy, the loan officer, well, now what do I do? You know, agents are, but they're not returning my calls. I would have a loan officers that would door knock open houses. They were looking for agents They wanted to start conversations. I'd have loan officers, you know, doing prospecting of agents, right? The way loan officers can flip that script, I feel the only way they can flip that script is going to the consumer in situations like the one we have right now. The way officers jump over that that hump and are talking to consumers and they're attracting buyers, there's a lot of buyers out there right now. If you're attracting buyers, agents will want to talk to you, right? So I'll give you an example. When I was an active agent, you know, I built a relationship with Guild Mortgage out of Everett, the biggest Guild Mortgage branch in the country. The way they got my attention, they helped me get a client. 
Like, hey, Gus, we see you have a lot of potential. You should help this guy out, right? And I work with them, close that deal. You think I didn't feel like a relationship with that loan officer? I wasn't grateful. I didn't feel that they knew what they were doing. And they had great marketing and they had great systems. And I absolutely built a relationship with them, right? Because they were, they had relationships with consumers. Right. It was valuable for me to talk to them. So that's a long-winded answer to your question, but it's like, hey, find a way to talk to the consumer. And Facebook is an excellent way to have a direct line of communication with the consumer. When you're just starting out, you might not have the budget to put a bunch of money into ads. Facebook ads are very low cost. It's a huge advantage. Mm -hmm. You can start with organic outreach, Jen. You can start posting to your own sphere. Well, in just the posting to Facebook groups, right. And this consistency of it, you know, and I think that's the key. And I, myself, I've said on this podcast several times, you know, this year is that because my client acquisition as a speaker is being on stage, right? That's my client acquisition. My stage went away. I still have stages virtual, but they're not the same. The client acquisition is not quite the same. And you know, to that point, I had been doing random acts of social media. You know, if my flight was late and I'm sitting on the plane, I go, oh, I probably should say something, right? I probably should <laughs> do. Exactly. And so, you know, I got caught off guard with that because I didn't have that bandwidth. And yeah, people know me here and there, but I just didn't have that bandwidth on social media because it was so random. And so my posts were getting lost in whatever. So I think the important thing about Facebook or any social media is consistency. 100%. The algorithm loves that. Yeah. The algorithm wants you to feed it. If you don't feed it, it's not going to pay much attention to you when you do feed it. But there's a couple of things you yeah. can do to actually get more of people's attention. One of them is Facebook Live. The algorithm loves live content because people like live yeah. content, right? It's like a television. People treat Facebook nowadays like it were like a TV show. They get their yeah. news from Facebook. They get their entertainment. There's I know people Facebook sit in their shows. living rooms and look at their phone while uh, <laughs> they don't it, sit in their it, living it, rooms. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the people, when people realize that, they go, oh, holy cow. Yeah. And people pay attention to that. And if I were a brand new loan officer, same as if I were a brand new agent, I do if I don't have a lot of clients, I have a lot of time. So yeah. I would become the mayor of my town. I'd be talking about, you know, the schools, the businesses, who's open, who's closed, who delivers. Uh, yeah. You know, support your local businesses. Find a way to be that resource because you have time. You don't have clients, you better have time. You better be hitting the pavement. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Okay, so what you're saying then for a new loan officer is just get yourself on Facebook. You have nothing else to do. So get yourself on Facebook and start talking it up. The only thing I would say is just stay away from products. It's not about the products. <laughs> it's about what oh, you yeah. do and how you serve. Yeah, it's what you do yeah, and how you see. Don't talk about the products, but put yourself in the feet of the consumer, right? You know, yeah. don't overwhelm them with information. Yeah. Don't yeah, overwhelm don't them with them. product details. They're not shopping for a loan. It yeah, kind of sounds silly, but they're not. It's a disruptor that you're even talking about. Oh, hey, I want to talk to you about a renovation loan, right? Or I want to talk to you about something, right? It's more about, you know, the home, maybe home services, financial services, those types of things. Do you want to invest in real estate? Do you want to, you know, what's the goal of the loan? The loan has a goal. People are not thinking about loans. They don't think about loan officers. People don't expect loan officers to make any contact. What would you going to talk about? Like origination points and and fees? No, (laughs) talk about the goal. Talk about what the actual consumer wants. When I'm talking to realtors, show them homes. They want to look at homes. They want to look at great kitchens and great bathrooms and they want to talk about school districts. They want to talk about moving up and like the really nice yards. And so put yourself in the feet of the consumer. You just want to stop them from scrolling and take a look at what you're talking about. Take a look at that. You've got one headline to catch your attention. You've got one photo to catch your attention. 
make it something they actually want and not what you want to talk about that day. It's a mind shift about marketing in general, but it's really effective. Yeah. Well, and I think too, one of the things that I've suggested to my clients for years and years is every day that you get asked questions becomes content. Every day you're asked questions. Will I get my earnest money back? When is the appraisal? What's the difference between an appraisal and a home inspection? If I list with you, can I list with someone else? Do I, why do I have to sign a broker agreement? What are points? What is, you know, the interest rate? What is prime? I mean, you know, like the more, you know, the bigger questions about, or should I pay off my collection before I come to you? Whenever you get asked a question, that becomes the content that others are asking that same question. I promise. And give it a a clickable headline, Jen, like, hey, the top three mistakes people will kill their home purchase over. Right. And you can talk about getting a car. You can talk about the person that got their fridge. People love that kind of content. They want to hear those kind of pitfalls and they think it's interesting. And if it's a plus, you can deliver it in an engaging, interesting way. We're going to be a star, right? If you're not good on video, well, then write about it. Now, maybe not at first though. And that's one of the things I want to talk about is because I think people get really deflated. They're like, well, I'm putting all this out there and I'm not getting a comment. I'm not getting anybody to like anything and I'm not getting engagement. So what's the next step to do that? You know, everybody gets within an inch of success and then they stop. 100%. It's, it's kind of so, like that as well. Yeah. So it is a grind. I'm just going to be super honest. Not sex Monday. It's not, it's, so when I would first, I was going live every day. I had an audience. I have 4,000 friends. I mean, there was a lot of people potentially yeah. looking at me. I would get one person on that live, zero yeah. people on that live, right? Yeah. So now actually I announce my lives. I throw out an interesting topic. I'll get 15, 20, 25 people on live. I mean, again, that's not thousands of people. That's way more than one a few months ago. So yeah. 25 people live, which means I'm yeah. going to get 500 views within a week of that video. 500 yeah. eyeballs when I take a look at it. So that for me, it compounds. I'm six months into it, Jen, though. Six, almost seven months into doing doing lives. So if you haven't been doing months of work, doing it every day or almost every day, then the answer is do it that long. Yeah, you got to That's the first thing. The other thing is if you have the consistency and you're not getting traction, your content might not be great. Like I said, just switch it up. Listen to the consumer. Join every Facebook group in your community, the yard sale one, the PTA one. And listen for people. What are they asking, right? People are asking about mortgage. Be careful in those groups that you might not be able to talk about, you know, promotion, that kind of thing. But if you're a resource, people will usually allow it. If you're answering questions. That's exactly the thing, you know, and I know Russell Brunson talks about this as well as he said, go into as many Facebook groups as you need to, to get to 100,000 people. So it could be one group of 100,000, right? Or it could be a group of a thousand and you have to have a hundred groups, right? And go into those groups every day and don't like, comment, comment on things, instant message people and say, hey, I saw that you wrote this. I didn't want to answer it there, but I want to answer it here. Be a resource and then pop in your top three something. So you're still giving. And what people are going to say is, hey, who's this person who's been kind of posting? Every time I turn around, she's live, she's posting, she commented, she's this. And then eventually they're like, I better go check her out and see what she's all about. So if you want people to see 100,000 people a week to see your information, go in and do that every single day. That's probably one of the best pieces of advice I think I've heard like crazy. And it takes about 15, 20 minutes because I've been doing it. (laughs) I've been doing it. Um, it, Yeah, and it's just finding an answer answer to a question, you know, that someone has um, that is your avatar right? Not being a consumer, but being a producer of information and resources. So, you know, I wanted to say a comment too about 
you know, Lonor says, I just did this research, but I can't remember all the details, but the average loan officer is making probably this year will be different. But what the statistics show is that the average loan officer is making $72,000 a year. That's an average loan officer. Now we know, you know, people make over a million dollars and all that good stuff. And then the average real estate agent makes $28,000 a year. So when we look at a loan officer waiting on a realtor, and I'm sorry, realtors who are listening, but when we look at a loan officer who's waiting for a realtor to provide them with their food, you know, their commission and their Feed money them. source, Feed I them, think that's yeah. crazy. There's nothing written in any of the guidelines and regulations that says that loan officers cannot do their own client acquisition 100%. and then feed it to the realtor of choice, not a realtor that you want to have a relationship with the realtor of choice. Because if I gave business to some realtor I was targeting and one of my top realtors found out, I would lose my top realtor. So I just want to point that out. For me, I would never give business to a realtor unless I had a relationship with them. That's just me. Now, other people can do whatever they want, but I'm not willing to sacrifice the great relationships I have. They've earned the right to have referrals from me. The others yeah. have not. So hundred yeah. uh, percent, but I like the point you make about you can be in control. You can yeah. be in control. There's this kind of a model illusion, a myth that you're, like you said, the loan officer is beholden to the realtor. The internet changed that. Well, oh, you know what? Direct mail changed that. Cold call yeah. changed well, that. Well, there's other, yeah, been- other things too. Yeah. Other things that I used to do all the time, you know, that did client acquisition. So let's change gears here for a second and talk about the real estate agent. So, you know, if you're a loan officer listening, this is what you can do to help your realtor. If you're a realtor, that's what we want to be able to do is help you too. So all the same things hold true. The consistency, get in groups, be the about town kind of person. As far as that goes, you know, get your foundation built for next year. Really be clear about who your partners are going to be. But what advice do you have for real estate agents that are in that new era, not those that are busy, but in the new? Yeah. So, I mean, I would have the, pretty much the same kind of advice, but you want to start with that organic content. You want to start with that group. You want to start that because that is the foundation of any business. You're going to have a great database. You might be blessed with a great database. You can start working from day one. I would still work that database on Facebook as well. It's another way to touch people, not just phone calls and text messages or emails. Facebook and social media is a great way to touch folks. And as soon as you're able to, this is the same for loan officers as realtors, you should look into advertising on these same platforms. The platform has really shifted. I mean, the platform loves organic content. If it's engaged, people like it. So it's kind of a process. As soon as you're able to, you should try ads on these platforms. Why? Because it's a very, very low cost to entry, relatively low barrier to entry. And if you can find a way to convert online leads, then the scalability of your business is going to be, well, I don't want to say limitless, but pretty close to limitless yeah. if you're able to make those leads work. And again, you know, Jen, you've been in the business a long time. You know, online leads are just another lead source where you have people you haven't met coming to you. People yeah. you haven't met yeah. coming to you. And yeah, if and you it just, find a way to convert those, you're unstoppable. Right. You know, and it just drives me crazy because everyone's still saying, well, I just need more realtors. I need more realtors. And it's like this old thought process of just, that's the only way to get business. And I still don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand it. And I have to be really honest. You know, when I was running my practice, I worked with 22 people. I had thousands in my database, but I worked with 22 people. And of that 22, three or four of them were realtors. The rest weren't even realtors. 
Oh, it yeah. doesn't mean they, they were referring your business with realtors, but I worked other markets. And so there are opportunities beyond working with realtors and not to say that you shouldn't. Working with realtors is obviously very critical, but choose the right real estate agents to work with before you go out there and try to be everything to everybody. So that's just the, my two cents about that. Okay. So what your team does then, your inside sales agent, is that they do telemarketing to get these appointments for realtors. And walk me through that just a little bit as we kind of close up our time today. Walk me through what does the loan officer have to provide in order for you to do the telemarketing? Did they have to provide you a script? I, obviously, they'd have to provide you a list, but yeah, would they absolutely. have to provide you a script? So or- we have a lot of scripts that we already use that we actually know and that we trust a lot. It kind of depends on what the goal of the campaign is. I'll be brief about it. Um, you know, sometimes realtors have an extensive database of past clients or even leads. They weren't even clients, but they were potential clients. They fell through. The realtor never followed up with them, didn't close them. They never followed up or they never reached them or never closed them. So you have some of these loan officers that have hundreds, sometimes thousands of people on these lists. Maybe they're on some kind of newsletter, maybe some automation. Usually not, right? Right. Usually um, not. <laughs> yeah. You maybe have your past clients on something. That's the best I usually see. Past clients are on some kind of follow-up campaign, but a lot of the people are just getting nothing. So we work those lists. We call those like rekindling campaigns. Let's call through every single person in your database. Let's try and classify them. Let's call them, text them, email them, use every single uh, avenue that we have yeah, yeah, to get them back in touch with you. Check, yeah. check in with them. Right now is a great time. Hey, how are things going? Or, you know, if you have a candidate for refis, calling them to see if you can get more refis than that. Calling them to see what the real estate plans are for the net. Maybe it's 20, time to talk about 2021. What are your real estate plans for the next 12 months? We would love to help out. We've got this. Invite them to an event, right? You know, yeah. you've had a lot of people on your podcast talking about, well, you know, it's COVID, but people are still having virtual events. I know Absolutely. you're thinking about that, adapting yeah. and making that happen. So invite them to those virtual events. My favorite client events were my classes, right? If I were doing this right now, I'd be online. I'd have more people attend my classes probably than I did back in the day because it'd be way, way, way easier to be on there. So we help people work their database, number one. The next thing is, you know, we try and rekindle those old leads, those lost, dead leads, right? They do not convert the same as brand new leads, but they convert. I think that's an important thing. You want to have something going out to them, calling the monthly, quarterly, semi-yearly, yearly. You want to reach out to them because you're always going to get appointments from those lists. I I know it's crazy. No, no, you totally are. But also they have friends and they've been abandoned by the abandoned by the other loan officer who wasn't calling them either. So, you know, okay, you're not interested today. Who do you know who is, you know, in the same situation or has questions of your friends and colleagues and whatnot that you would feel comfortable introducing us to? Yeah, absolutely. Jen. And it's a very different relationship when you've called that person twice in a year versus you've never called them before. They might start expecting the call from the ISA. Oh, hey, how's it going, Bob? Yeah, I'm still doing that. No plans yet. You know, it's a grind. It's little by little, but definitely it builds on top. Or if they know that Jen's team is going to be checking in with them. Hey, this is Gus calling on behalf of Jen's team. Jen just wanted to let me know that we're doing this and that, right? They have to represent you and have to represent the brand and show some interest some genuine, you know, interest in what they're doing, what's up with them. So that's another thing that we do. Another service that we provide is prospecting, right? We're not just working the people you have inside. We're actually working to get more people into that database. And prospecting can be, you know, circle prospecting. It can be calling specific lists. It can be calling lists of realtors in your area that you want to get in touch with, have a coffee with, 
share this awesome piece of marketing with, share your top three steps to get more people into your next open house. I had a realtor call me saying, hey, I need to talk to you about my VIP open house package. And I want to give it to you, Gus. Let's talk about that. That got my attention, right? I was like, oh, what is a VIP open house? I'd love to have one of those. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's funny you say that because I used to do them with my realtor. So you and I will talk maybe beyond the podcast, right? We'll go there. So those of you that are members of Mortgage Lending Mastery, you'll be able to have access to that and find out, oh, what's that all about? Yeah. To kind of compare how your VIP open house package is different than mine. Or maybe yeah, absolutely. And I think that was a really, really great hook. And that's what prospecting is about. You've got about 10 seconds to get someone's attention and stop them from hanging up on you. Yeah. You better have something valuable to talk about, like right off the bat, right? When you're doing true yeah. cold calls. Um, and another service that we provide is when people have, they turn on the online ads, they're getting people coming into Facebook, through YouTube, from Google, Zillow, Realtor.com, whatever these services are, we're there, we're doing the response qualification, live transfer directly to the loan officer. Or the real estate agent, we can have people on that campaign as well, or setting an appointment for them to meet them later. So those are the main things we do. Let me ask you what makes you different from slide dial. If I just were to put all my people in slide dial and, you know, it goes out and it comes back and I'm like, oh, I'm in a meeting. I can't really do anything. So it automatically goes to a voicemail and says, hey, it's me. I was just checking in, blah, 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 blah. What is the difference between you and slide dial when it comes to that? And then are you familiar with YLOPO? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. And so how is that local. different? How is that different from those? Because slide dial, I've never had on a podcast, but I had Y Lopo on the podcast as well. So I want to just kind of see how that's different for people that are yeah. listening sequentially here. And that's a great example. So, so Y Lopo is actually work a lot with them because they're a lead generation company. They provide the leads. They generate yeah. them. They have the ads. They do all the creative aspect of it. They kind of take care of that for you and they generate the leads. And they actually do a really good job at setting up automation and helping. You've got the automate part. And I'm talking about text messaging and emailing. And they've got these like notifications, like really smart notifications and alerts to like try to give you like a hint. Hey, call this guy now. This guy's really interested. So all those things are great. We are one other piece. Right. When you we've measured this. If you can't make the call back, the time matters in these kind of situations, right? Because the consumer has options. They might call you first because you're top of mind, Jen. They want to call you first. But if you're not available for the next 24 hours, chances that consumer has enough loyalty and enough brand awareness to stick around for you, it's a risk. You might lose that business if the consumer has a burning question or a need. We're there to fill that need, right? To talk to them, to live transfer you to a later time, to book a phone appointment later that day. They want to feel like, you know, someone's paying attention to them and their needs are going to be met. The consumer wants that immediate uh, response and that immediate attention. They're used to it, right? So you have to provide that. And Wailopo is great because of all of the tools it provides to use the phone calls more effectively. And yeah. we're in 2020, summer of 20 or fall of 2020, definitely understood not everyone loves phone calls, but we've measured this, Jen. We used to do equal amounts of email, text message, and phone call follow-up. 80% of our appointments came from phone calls. Yeah, 80%. I know. My, so, husband, my husband, who is a mortgage lender, sounds like a broken record all the time. I hear him on the phone with everybody and he's like, pick up the phone. Stop emailing them. Well, I emailed them last week and I haven't heard back and didn't get the title work and I didn't get docs from you. Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. He says it constantly <laughs> to people. Yeah. But it really it's getting is. Harder. You know, yeah, it is. You know, what goes around comes around. So, and I know that you're going to be offering something in our Beyond the Podcast, right? You have a little freebie that you're going to be doing yeah. on three For steps sure. to convert more yeah. Facebook leads, right? To appointments. So, 
Yeah. So I want to make sure that, you know, we do that. So again, if you're a mortgage lending mastery member, then you can, you know, listen in on that at a later time and be able to get that information, you know, to them. So if someone wants to reach out to you and says, you know what, I got to get this monkey off my back. You horrible monkey, get off my back, right? I want to get this monkey off my back. I'm afraid to make phone calls. I don't know anybody to call or I've got a database and I'm neglecting them rather than nurturing them, which is one of my things. You know, how does someone get a hold of you? What is the best way for them to reach you very quickly? Yeah, so they can get a, look us up. PowerISA.com is a great way to reach out to us. Facebook, I'm very active on Facebook. Always talking about uh, marketing masterminding. So we're always talking about what's working for within Facebook for conversion, text message versus phone calls, the types of ads. What do you say to these people when you actually get them on the phone? I mean, it has a bunch of layers, Jen. And yeah, I love to continue the conversation with folks yeah. there. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So power I S I S is in Sam a, which stands for inside sales agent. So I uh, guess it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much, you know, for being out there to help us get relief for some situations and for us to be able to grow in other situations. So I love that you're being able to feed everybody. I really appreciate your insight on all of this and hope that you survive this as well. And I know you will, because down the road, this is something that people are going to need no matter what, you know? Yeah, 100%. I appreciate the opportunity, Jen. Of course, of course. Well, thank you again for joining in, everybody. Thank you again for listening into Mortgage Lending Mastery. Again, please go write a review and give us a great five-star rating. I love reading those reviews. And if you have questions, put your questions in the review because that's okay too. I love letting you know people ask the questions in the reviews as well. So I look forward to catching you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests, weekly training, tips, and insider secrets, fireside chats with Jen, free content, meet, share, and collaborate with other members, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about this exclusive content. Mortgage Lending Mastery is an industry syndicate charter podcast. Industry Syndicate is the first podcast network specifically for the mortgage and real estate industries. Get the Industry Syndicate app in the App Store or Google Play today.